0: Keep it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot, thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got hi everyone and welcome to the Green Women podcast I'm your host Reggie and today we are going to be talking about brain health and why is it so vitally important to all of us this is a great topic for me I truly enjoy this one When I went to do some research on this topic I googled brain health Do you know what appeared? was all these topics about mental health Oh I was discouraged. But these are two different topics. I wanted the health of our brains. I think we as a society are doing an injustice by calling brain health, mental health. I don't know about you, but mental health is describing a condition, at least to me, of a declining or poor brain. Just like we say our heart may be declining, or we have poor poor heart health. When I was growing up as a child, my grandmother, oh, she was so sweet and kind, a little frail, but she was so quiet and she always seemed a little off. No one wanted to talk about it. In a nutshell, she experienced traumatic situations during the various wars when she lived in Germany. And she experienced also seeing her husband, her first husband and son killed in front of her. Yeah, I think that would change me too. Over time, she was diagnosed as mentally ill. Her mentally ill status, however, was a breakdown of her brain over time with many factors being involved. And her behaviors contributed to a non-healthy healthy and declining brain. This information I did find for the podcast today is taken from research and an article by the World Federation of Neurology's Brain Health Initiative. Finally, we are calling it brain health. And from the descriptions such as an aging brain, non-healthing brain, or a declining brain are all better terminologies to describe what is going on in our brains rather than using the word mental. Now, believe me, that's my opinion. Brain health is critical, though, to overall health. It gives us the ability to communicate, make decisions, problem solve, and live a productive and useful life. Because the brain controls so much of our daily functions, it is arguably the single most valuable organ in the human body. But we have many organs that we just say what it is. For instance, we call issues or behavior characteristics of the heart heart disease or lung disease or stomach disease or liver and kidneys like failing heart, a sick liver leading to cirrhosis, stomach issues like Crohn's disease or inflammatory disease having their own side effects. And the brain also comes with behavior and its own characteristics, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, stroke, TIAs, seizures, concussions, and many more. These are what we call diseases that relate to the breakdown of our organs, and they all come with their own symptoms. I just feel that when we use the word mental it drives the connotation of a crazed person because of the behaviors that they are experiencing from their declining unhealthy brain. But all our organs exhibit certain behaviors when they are in having declining health in a particular organ. So I love that now there is so much information on the internet, and even doctors from all disciplines are being advocates by talking, doing webinars, and writing books about what is called brain health. Many brain health experts are also writing cookbooks um, about how to feed healthy foods to our brains to reach optimal health. How many of you think of your brain every day? Hmm. We tend to think more about our weight, heart issues, gut issues, how our skin looks, how bright our teeth are, if we have bad breath, how our hair looks, how our skin looks, putting on your makeup, how our clothes looks, and how our clothes, towels, sheets, and smell coming out of the dryer. But how often do we think about our brains? And do you know by all what I just said, that affects your brain? Some people do get chronic headaches, but I'm talking about the overall health of our brain. Do you know that the laundry detergent or the fabric softener affects our brains and those plug-in air deodorizers? Ooh, pretty bad if you're wondering why you have headaches. It is said that a woman's bodies wash skincare products, hair products, and makeup that she usually puts on every day She's putting on approximately 200 to 300 chemicals in her body each day. And then the foods we eat, we are so concerned with how it might put weight on. And if it is processed non-organic foods, we are putting all those chemicals in our body also. It is also going right to our brains through our blood. In fact, there have been many studies on the umbilical cords of newborns and they have found some 200 to 300 toxic chemicals that have already been received from their mothers at birth. The brain is one of the most important organ in our body. And yet we worry and talk more about every other aspect of our body. And you know, you can replace many bar- body parts with transplants, but we still cannot transplant a brain. So a healthy brain is so important and vital to all of us, Especially in our world today where we are experiencing so much trauma, stress, mass shootings, killings, decreased money, inflation, climate crisis, wars, and decreased food supplies around the world, just to name a few. I don't know about you, but the internet is flooded with information about our brain health of today. And that's duly in part to the rising incidence of Alzheimer's and neurological diseases, which can be debilitating and very costly, which most of us are unable to fund our own diseases. Being a nurse and always interested in being healthy I have done much research and listening to many webinars from a wide variety of neurologists, psychologists, naturopaths, gastroenterologists, women's health physicians, and many others. So let's start in the beginning and ask, what makes your brain healthy? Well, they came up with five factors. And really, these, we've been talking about these forever, just even for our bodies, but it is affecting our brain. There's Exercise. Regular exercise we all know has been shown to have slow age-related brain deterioration and maintain cognitive abilities that typically decrease with age. You know, exercise also helps maintain a healthy supply of blood that's pumping to our brain. It is as easy as going for a walk. You could play a sport, doing some Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, or attending an exercise class. Physical exercise is just as important as, well, I don't want to say it, but as exercise for your brain. <laughs> and some of those exercises can include um, logic-strengthening education, such as puzzles, games, uh like chess and Sudoku, using strategic thinking, or maybe crossword puzzles or those scramble word finds. Of course, then we have sleep. A lot's been talked about sleep lately. Sleep plays that important role in brain health. Humans spend about one third of our days sleeping and sleep is key to brain health. Sleep plays an important role in the function of your brain, our immune system, and many symptoms of the body. Sleep keeps us sharp, focused, and able to make those thoughtful decisions. While different ages have different requirements on the amount of sleep, we need throughout our lives, which is the general recommendation of anywhere between six or eight, seven to eight hours of sleep a night. It has to be consistent, restful sleep, and it gives your brain time to dispose of metabolic waste in our bodies and optimize memory. And a note, beware of blue light usage before you go to bed, like TV, computer, or your phone screens. And if you can't put it down, get some um, blue light uh, glasses uh, that don't... I have orange glasses. They don't let the blue light in and wear those before you go to bed. It really does help. Our environment. Our environment can also influence brain health. Environmental toxins include contaminants in our water, food, and the air we breathe. These toxins can all lead to neurological issues such as stroke and neurodegenerative disorders. All these toxins are also in our clothes, our homes, such as detergents, soap, shampoos, skincare products, cleaning agents, and the list goes on. Another type of environmental risk is repetitive or major head trauma. Caused by an accident or extreme sports, head injuries create an injurious setting for your brain cells. And of course, there's that four-letter word, diet. (laughs) There's been so much talk about foods, but it is important for the entire body and it is so important for our brain. A balanced diet that includes a variety of fruits, vegetables, protein, and whole grains, and I hopefully you're using organic, nourishes body and brain. A diet rich in processed foods and oils that have been maybe hydrogenated, salt and refined sugars, fried foods, non-organics, which are sprayed heavily with toxic chemicals, we need to try to avoid. And then I think this is a really big one, access to care. This is the availability and the accessibility of care and exposure to preventative programs that are important for brain health. Access to care makes it possible to catch issues early and ensure proper treatment and prevent further health issues. When healthcare is not accessible, Brain health is impacted. Because access to care is so important, medical systems and public health initiatives play a significant role in overall brain health. There are many local, regional, and global advocates for protecting and improving brain health, along with the support of patients and neurologists, organizations like the World Health Organization and the World Federation of Neurology contribute to furthering worldwide brain health initiatives and research into brain disease prevention and treatment. There are also many great books out there about brain health and cookbooks to teach us how to nourish our brains. So why does this all matter? Well, our brain is a complex and fascinating organ that should be taken care of from the time in utero to the life you live today and beyond. Unfortunately, there are a lot of conditions that can impact our brain health. These diseases and disorders include vascular diseases, degenerative diseases, brain tissue injuries, inflammation, inflammation. And that's just not inflammation in our body that we hear about all the time. It's also in our brain, malnutrition and vitamin deficiencies, which seems to be happening a lot these days, immune-mediated diseases, and of course, there's that word again, mental health. I would like to call it um, something about declining brain health. So what makes your brain unhealthy? Well, people all the world people all around the world face many barriers to brain health. When our brains aren't healthy, our bodies and our lives are impacted. You know, the brain controls our thoughts, speech, memory and emotion, and determines our personality, judgment, and sociability. It controls the movement of our bodies, including the complicated systems we rely on to breathe, digest, circulate blood, fight infection, and more. Brain injuries caused by stroke, trauma, inflammation, and infections, degenerative diseases, and immune-mediated diseases all impact, impact our health in many ways, both big and small. Poor brain health can alter a person's life as they know it, causing decreased cognitive and physical function. Woo! This reduces our level of independence prematurely, removes us from the community and workforce, and adds to the burden of care, which has a cumulative impact on society. While early detection and proper treatment can delay the effects of many brain diseases, not every patient around the world has equal access to care. Barriers to healthcare treatment include expensive medical care, medical care, and don't we know that? Limited access to qualified doctors and specialists and unavailable treatment options. Patients also face poverty and trauma, the scarcity of public health resources, and lack of public health education. So barriers to improving our brain health? Well, keeping your brain healthy will keep you live long and fulfilling the life and avoid cognitive and physical challenges that come with poor brain health. When our brains are not healthy, our bodies and lives are impacted. There are many common but complex issues patients face that all impact brain health, such as poverty and trauma, reallocation of resources, which is during COVID-19, they had to reallocate, um, Funds and resources for the public health crisis, and then everything else got neglected. Scarcity of public resources, we all know that access to specialists, and cost of treatment. Brain health impacts everything from quality of life, independence, position in the workforce, and even affects your family, community, and society as a whole. So keeping our brains healthy will help us to live long and fulfilling lives and avoid the cognitive and physical challenges that come with poor health. In addition to this impact, I found Migraine and headache disorders are the leading cause of disability among those under 50 years of age, decreasing their participation in economic activities. And this cost runs approximately $350 million per year. Neurological disorders impact every aspect of a person's life, And they also have an economic impact that burdens the individual, their community, their nation, and the world. To combat the burden of brain diseases and disorders, we must invest in and improve healthcare access. Patients, caregivers are key in leading global advocacy. The patients and caregivers who face neurological disorders are also those who stand to gain the most from the efforts of advocates. From fighting for better access to care and more resources to sharing their experience and information with policymakers, their firsthand stories inspire action. When patients and caregivers team up with neurologists, real change can be achieved. You know, it comes down to education, sharing accurate evidence-based information and providing opportunities to educate the public about brain health. The World Federation of Neurology fosters quality neurology and brain health worldwide by promoting global neurological education and training, especially in under-resourced areas of the world. They also made a webinar titled Brain Health Initiative, and it can be found at wfneurology.org/brainhealthy Initiative. They also have Facebook and Twitter sites, and I will list the link for that webinar and the information and the description of the podcast. I want to thank you for staying with me. I know this was a little long, but this information is so vitally important on brain health. I encourage you to become your own advocate for your overall health of your brain, and your body. So I would like to leave you with a couple quotes about our brain. The first one is by Daniel G. Amen. Quote, your brain is the organ of your personality, character, and intelligence, and is heavily involved in making you who you are. End quote. The second one is by Buddha. Quote, To keep the body in good health is a duty. Otherwise, we shall not be able to keep our minds strong and clear." And as always, I would like to give you a big thank you for tuning in and listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast, tell a friend, download and subscribe. We can be found on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Podcasts and Stitcher. Until next time, stay informed, be healthy, live green and become an activist for your own health, the health of your family and the health of Mother Earth, our true home. Keep it simple, keep it small And there will be enough for all Take a little, give a lot Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got